things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Welcome to episode 37 of I Crying Corners. We are currently tackling the things that are thing. Yep, this season, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about these things so that we can learn how to navigate them, learn how to navigate uh, the things we should really be focusing on it and navigate them uh, with ease and maturity and emotional fortitude. Uh, first, we talked about love. I talk about love a lot um, because it's the ultimate thing and it's a kingdom principle. And if you can't love yourself, people, or uh, know how to love Jesus, everything will become like uh, what we talked about the week after that, which was struggle. Uh, we chatted through struggle. Yeah, struggle is real and it's hard and it's always something we face and we have to be able to navigate it with kingdom perspective and maturity that demonstrates the third thing we talked about, which is covenant. It's another major kingdom principle that teaches how to ultimately love and navigate struggle. Love people and navigate struggle. Yeah, they're all kind of tied in. I don't know if you've caught this. All these things I've been talking through aren't meant to be looked at alone. They're intertwined, especially today's topic. Today's topic is brokenness. <clears throat> I know the season has been a bit more intense and uh, what I would say not so funny, but I'm okay with that <laughs> as I'm not trying to give you episodes that will entertain you. I'm trying to produce content that will grow you and these things will definitely grow you. I remember being in a season where I was completely overwhelmed by being um, emotional, emotional in how I led, emotional in how I loved, emotional in how I served people. I was even emotional in, in how I loved Jesus. Jesus, which is not bad, but when you do it and you do it in a way that doesn't grow people and it doesn't grow you, what happens is um, what you do is you just look like a crazy emotional person. But the truth is God didn't call us to be emotional people that we can't steward our emotions, but people that can steward our emotions as Jesus was emotional, but he was mature. And so today I want to talk about brokenness. Um, okay. How do I, how, I don't even know where to start with this. I know, hmm. How do I start this? I'm trying to produce content that's going to grow you. So how do I do that? Uh, talking about brokenness. It's a thing. It's a thing we blame. Yes. Okay. Let's talk there. Let's do that. I have found that brokenness is something that I blame. Um, I used to blame everything on like, because I didn't have the maturity or I was overwhelmed with my crazy emotions. It's what I used to blame for my black, uh, my backsliding. It's what I blamed for my words. It's what I blamed for my thoughts, all the things that did not edify and that did not build the kingdom. I blamed it on my brokenness. Um, but the truth is just brokenness isn't something you're meant to have to, oh, it's not, it's not a crutch. It's, 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 it's something that you have that God can use and God looks upon as something he can use. Most of the most significant people in the stories of the Bible God used were super broken, super, super broken. King David, broken lady problems. Peter, broken anger problems. Uh, Paul, broken, killed a bunch of people. Adam and Eve, oh my God, I can't even begin with them. Jeremiah cried all the time. The people of Israel literally didn't listen to anything he said. Moses, oh my God, anger problem. Noah, issue with the drunkenness. There, I mean, I can do this all day with people in the Bible, but I'm not, I'm trying to encourage you that even if you're broken and it broke, cause brokenness is a thing, uh, it's meant to be a thing that you can, mm, it's meant to be a thing that can glorify God. 
I think a lot of people look at the brokenness and the truth is they don't feel like God can use them. They don't feel like they can lead. They don't feel like they can serve. They don't feel like they can do anything. I came from a uh, really intenso religious background that said if you were broken, you couldn't really be used by God until you became whole. And the problem is, is then wholeness became a road that was unattainable. It was something I could never be because I was never going to be perfect. I watched people uh, have to stand up in front of our church as a kid and would have to say all the bad things they've done in order to move forward. And I remember thinking, this is just embarrassing. This is not bringing anything to light except for the fact that we're all broken. And now as an adult and in ministry, I've been in ministry 20 years now, and I, I would never think that that would build people up. And I think if we look at people, I just want to look at brokenness differently. I want people to be able to see their brokenness. And there's a couple stories in the Bible I'm going to use to encourage you today through brokenness, but it's such a thing and it's a thing in our kingdom that God can use for his glory. Uh, let me explain. I, I have two stories that I use all the time that anytime I'm talking about brokenness, I go to these two stories. It feels like God constantly draws me back to these stories to remind me that he can deploy me into my destiny through my brokenness. And I can find grit and strength and healing in the midst of my brokenness. Yep. Okay, so you, I, I know you've heard these two stories uh, in the Bible. The first one is is when the one that Jesus feeds the 5,000. Uh, yeah, he took the bread and before he passed it uh, or out or anything, before the tiny lunch became a massive feast, he took the bread and the fish and the loaves and the things and he thanked God for it. He broke it and then he passed it out. Uh, you can read it in Matthew 14. I'm going to read a small insert. It says, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. He gave it broken to the disciples and the disciples gave it broken to the people and they all ate and they were satisfied. And the disciples picked up the 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. I think it's important that it was broken when he gave it, broken when they gave it, and then it was broken when he came back. See, you're sitting there wondering if your level of brokenness is what I'm referring to. And yeah, I'm totally talking about all your brokenness. I'm talking about all the stuff you're ashamed of, all the stuff no one knows about, the cuss words, the promiscuity, the unwanted thoughts, the things that plague you, all those broken pieces, all the stuff you're ashamed of. God wants to take it in his hands, give thanks for it. Yep, break it up, give it to people, and one day use it for his glory. The key is that you have to first give it to God. I had this convo the other day with someone who was swimming in their brokenness, and frankly, they just kind of wanted to stay there. Um, the more I think about it, the more sad it makes me. They had no qualms in staying in the sea of their sin and their brokenness, and man, it was like it's like they didn't want to give their brokenness to Jesus because literally, it was verbatim, it's going to take work. Um, and it, uh, To walk out of your brokenness, to walk out of things that you struggle with, it takes change, and it, it's not going to be easy. And um, whatever brokenness you have, God wants to use it, and he wants to show you how to be thankful and, th and show you how to be able to <laughs> break it and give it away. Because when he breaks it, he uses it for the kingdom. You have to give it to him in order for him to actually use it. Um, you got to give your brokenness to Jesus. Brokenness isn't a thing. Uh... It's only a thing. You know what? Brokenness is only a thing when you hide it. There you go. Let's put that in down. Brokenness is only a thing when you hide it, only when you let it fester, only when you decide to stay there in your brokenness. That's when it becomes an actual thing. It should be a thing that you give to God and that he takes and he makes awesome. But sadly, what happens is, is we make brokenness such a thing because we don't want anyone to see it. Also, wholeness in my book doesn't mean that there's no remnant of broken. It just means there's scars. 
some of you are sitting there going, what do you mean? I, I, I thought God doesn't give us scars. No, no, hear me out. I have tons of scars. Okay. Like tons, uh, I have one, uh, above my left eye from being knocked unconscious when I was in a canoe at 12. That one was fun. Um, I have one on my wrist when I was five, I let go of a treadmill and I flew backwards through like a glass cabinet. That was fun. Uh, I have a super big scar on my same wrist of the other one from locking myself out of my house and then trying to break in and accidentally falling through the window. That was fun. And then I had a friend I stuck through the window to open. Never mind. That was a crazy story. Uh, I also have two major scars that look like a cross across my abdomen from when I almost died when I was 24 year, 24 hours old. I was born with uh, major obstructions in my lower intestine and I almost died to so have this like massive scar. And then when I was four, my intestines knotted up again and I was life flighted to a hospital. So I have these two gigantic scars that remind me of that. And then, uh, let's see, I have another one under my, hmm, under my left eye from when I I was knocked unconscious while vacuum cleaning. I'm dead serious. It's a true story. I knocked myself unconscious while vacuum cleaning. That's why I don't vacuum. I bought a Roomba. I named him George Michael because he's a careless whisper. Um, my knees are covered in scars from being dragged across concrete when I was six as I was pushing a wagon and then I forgot to let go. I have so many scars, guys. Scars upon scars upon scars. And all these scars are just reminders of moments of brokenness, circumstances where God um, saved my life, reminders of moments where I should have let go, reminded of the, of the daily lessons God was trying to give me. Scars aren't bad, they're reminders. And just like our bodies heal with scars, our kingdom brokenness, when given over to Jesus, leaves beautiful scars mended and... Um, gosh, mended by Jesus and his love and his goodness and his reminders. And what happens is these scars, when we finally give our brokenness to Jesus, is they become beacons of light to other people struggling with the same brokenness. One time I was in a bathing suit and another person saw my scars and they ran to me and they lifted their shirt and they said, oh my God, we have the same scar. It's weird because what happened to me, I never thought had happened to anybody else. And just like that, our brokenness had almost took us both out. We're now bringing people together. <laughs> They're battle wounds from this temporal life that God wants us to use for his glory. So don't be scared of your brokenness. Give it to Jesus. And don't be scared to show your scars because there are others out there with the same struggles. And practically speaking, because I'm trying to, I want you to use this in your life. Practically speaking, it means you got to get some accountability. If you want to be a person that can oh, find some wholeness in their scarrings, find some wholeness in their brokenness. You got to get some accountability to help you out and walk out these broken things, these broken pieces. That means you may have to go get some counseling. That means you might have to go through a freedom group um, in your church. Uh, that means you might have to turn off your computer and stop staring at certain things on your Instagram, or it might even mean finding new friends. Whatever that looks like for you, do it. Wounds, brokenness, um, they can't scar if you don't, if you continually open them. So if you keep doing the broken thing over and over and over and over again, it'll never heal. You'll never get on that road to wholeness. But if you don't step into some kind of healing, you'll eventually get sick from the wound. Big takeaway that I want you to think through as we're thinking through that 5,000 and him thinking and breaking and deploying is that brokenness is a thing that can and will be used for God's glory, but you have to apply the ointment of his presence and his word and his covenant to get to a place where he can pass you out and be a whole, where you can be a Holy Ghost sustenance to others. And that's the goal. The goal in life isn't to stay broken, it's to walk in beautifully scarred, healed up wholeness so God can use you. I know I'll get an email or a DM saying, God doesn't leave us scarred, um, he doesn't do that. Um, Look, uh, we do the scarring, he does the healing. 
And one day when eternity is all here and we're living on the other side of eternity, we won't have any more scars, but we're in the temporal and scars will always be reminders of his faithfulness. And sometimes we'll have scars in life from our broken things that we've done. Um, and what could that look like? Hmm. For me, my scars, the things that I've been broken, kingdom things that I've broken is that um, I had a really bad reputation for a very long time. And it's a scar. It's something I have to re be reminded of. And people that don't know me well and will hear of my reputation of being an emotional head case, it takes me a while now to get to really know people because I don't want people to have that perception of me. It's a scar. It's something I have to deal with. But it's it's just a scar. Um, let's move on to the other story because I like the other story. It's one of my favorite stories on brokenness. It's in Luke 8. It's about the woman with the issue of blood. So if you're just jumping in and you're late to the podcast, I'm talking about stories about brokenness that I love that remind me that God can use me in my brokenness, and that God can push me forward in my destiny and my brokenness. And I'm in Luke 8. In the crowd, there was a woman. It's Luke 8, 43. She had suffered from an incurable menstrual disorder for 12 years and had spent her livelihood on doctors with no effect. It had kept her miserable and ritually unclean, unable to participate fully in Jewish life. She followed Jesus until she could reach him. She touched the fringe of his robe. Jesus wore, and at that moment, the bleeding stopped. Jesus stopped and looked about and he said, who touched me? And someone in the crowd and everyone speaking out at once was like, no, it's not me. It's not me. Another person in the crowd said, it wasn't me either. And Peter and those with him said, master, what kind of question is that with this huge crowd all around you and many people touching you on all sides? And Jesus said, I felt something. I felt power going out from me. And I know that somebody touched me. The woman now realized her secret was gone to come out sooner or later. So she stepped out in the crowd, shaking with fear, and she fell down in front of Jesus. And she said, so she told him the story and, and why she touched him and what happened as a result. And Jesus said, your faith has made you well again, daughter. Go in peace. Okay, a few things you should notice about this level of broken. She was so broken, but she didn't let it take her grit or her desire to get better. These are the things I want you to focus on. Uh, she was desperate for healing. I find that most people in their, in their brokenness they find themselves at a, de a place of desperation. She was desperate. She was at her wit's end. She had spent all her money and her livelihood and everything on doctors. She was lonely. Oh my God. It, it, because in that time, it meant she was unclean. It meant that people couldn't be around her. Yet, even in the loneliness, even in her desperation, she followed and she fought through the crowd for a touch. Her desperation moved God. I love this. Oh my God. Even though she was broken, even though she was lonely, even though she was at her wits end, she still followed. There's a level of understanding when you're mature that even though you're broken, you still follow. Even though you're broken, you still fight for a touch from God. Even though you're broken, what happens is in that desperation and in that following, God will be moved moved. Like it took power from him. I want that type of grit and desperation from wholeness, that kind that says I may be broken and lonely and isolated, but I can get to Jesus. And I know that when I get to him, it's going to move him. And if I'm honest, I've been this broken. I've been so depressed that I was at my wit's end. I was alone and I felt completely unusable, but there was something deep, deep down in my soul that shot me forward. And that was that his love in the midst of my struggle and his covenant that we had made with me in the midst of my brokenness, it catapulted me out of my brokenness and into my healing. You see the pattern yet? His love is what helped me in the midst of my struggle. His covenant is what drew me out of my brokenness. These things are the things that are the most important and they move us forward. And forward is the goal. Let me say this. 
scars don't always heal pretty. And some can hurt for a long time. When I was eight, I ran full speed into a door and busted my chin open. Like, really badly. My parents were uh, out of the state and I was staying with my uncle. It was the 80s, so he was watching me. And uh, as a result, my bleeding everywhere. My chin is popped open. I'm alone and freaking out. And so what he did is him and my aunt... Uh, took me to his father-in-law's house because he was a doctor. My father, His father-in-law was a doctor. And they sewed up my chin right there in the kitchen. Four perfect stitches done in someone's kitchen. <laughs> I wasn't, it wasn't, I'll be honest, it wasn't where I thought we should be. Um, it's like, hey guys, shouldn't we be in the hospital and bleeding everywhere? No, it's not the best place for an eight-year-old who was scared out of their mind without their parents. But I think, I think if I go back and I process, I think my uncle and my aunt, who had already been with me through two major surgeries and had seen me through many hospital stays, knew that I didn't like the hospital. So I kind of assume now that I'm an adult, I probably would have done the same thing because it was a safer place. And they took me to a place where I was in the arms of someone who they could trust and um, who really calmed me down. And it's one of the, it's one of the best scars I have. I have a lot of them, but it's the best one I have. It's cleaner. It's healed. It healed faster. It healed faster and better than the scars I had in my surgeries. Why am I telling you this? Well, because some of you um, won't help your broken friends or family because all you have is a kitchen and four stitches. But God can use all of that and he can make a beautiful scar from that. And he can put people on a road to wholeness from that. You just have to be loved and give people a safe place to bleed all over your kitchen. Others of you are in a are in the kitchen being sewed up and um, you're kind of pissed off that the circumstances aren't better. Guys, <laughs> wholeness isn't a pretty road. It's a messy road. It's a road uh, that pushes through crowds of people that think they're unclean, that think you're unclean, but you just want to get to Jesus. It's not easy. Wholeness is not like a super pretty road where only the cool people live. And, you know, it's just, you know, they're whole. They're so great. They've gone through freedom. No, man. To, wholeness is, da- is a daily fight for me. The things that I struggled with, there are things that I have complete freedom over and there are things that I don't. And I still have to sit and I always have to put Jesus first. I still have to get up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm going to clean up this kitchen and I'm going to move forward. And I'll look at a scar and I'll be reminded of how far I've come. So if you're sitting in someone's kitchen right now, they're showing you up. Don't be mad. Be happy. Be happy that they loved you enough to let you be in that kitchen. It's a hard road, but it pushes us forward. So if you're broken, if you feel broken, be encouraged. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords uses broken people and he gives thanks for it. And then he deploys you and he gives you beautiful scars made by the epic hands of Jesus that are all scarred. Homeboy has cool scars. So don't be scared of being broken. Don't be scared of staying. You know what you should be? You should be scared of staying broken. There you go. God can do the rest. Don't be scared of being broken. Be scared of staying broken. Because the truth is, uh, brokenness is a thing, but it's not a thing that you can't take care of. It's not a thing that Jesus can't take care of. So here's to awesome scars and kitchen memories that will move you forward. Uh, here's to uh, awkward turtle pushing through crowds and feeling broken and then being passed out to do awesome things. Here's to all the things that God can do with broken people. We just got to surrender our broken into capable hands. So let's do that. Let's put all our broken and capable hands, kick butt, take names, and push the kingdom forward. Learn how to love, navigate struggle, live that covenant life, and of course, surrender our broken to the master of wholeness. Yep, that's what we're doing. All right, I love you guys. 
I can't wait to see some of you at the Creative One uh, One Days. And um, for the rest of you, high fives, awkward hugs, and um, just kick butt and take names, guys. You can do it. I believe in you. And the truth is that all you got to do is be willing. You don't have to be perfect. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, grab the book if you can. It's on Amazon, Nomad, and uh, that's all I got. Love you, weirdos.